Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys. Quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield. I'm the Get Fit Guy, and this is part two of a special two-part series on how to control your blood sugar with exercise. Now, in last week's episode, you discovered two potent ways to control your blood sugar and why you should be controlling your blood sugar in the first place if you're serious about your health or your waistline. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to delve into two more strategies, although I would highly recommend you go listen to last week's episode if you didn't yet, and the number for that episode is 280. So you just go to quickanddirtytips.com and look for Get Fit Guy episode 280 if you want to go back and listen to that one. And of course, this one is 281. So let's just jump right into blood sugar control strategy number three, and that is post prandial walks. Now, remember, postprandial means after a meal. Now, a few years ago, I was personally inspired to begin setting a rule to move or walk for at least a few minutes after each meal when I read this Japanese study called Postprandial Lipemia, Effects of Sitting, Standing, and Walking in Healthy, Normal Lipidemic Humans. Well, that's a mouthful. But basically what this study did was they compared the effects of sitting, standing, and walking on postprandial, that's post-meal, fat storage in Japanese men. So the participants in the study did three two-day postprandial trials in a random order, sitting, standing, and walking. Now on day one of the sitting trial, they rested on day one of the standing trial, they stood for six 45-minute periods. On day one of the walking trial, they walked for 30 minutes at about 60% of the maximum heart rate. That's not too hard. Now, on day two of each trial, they rested and they consumed test meals for breakfast and lunch. And then they collected blood samples in the morning and afternoon on day one and in the fasted state, and then also on day two. Now, on day two, they found that fat concentrations were 18% lower in the group that walked after the meal compared to the group that sat or stood after the meal. They didn't find that the serum fat concentrations actually dropped even when someone stood after a meal surprisingly, and of course they didn't find that they fell or dropped after sitting, 
but they did find that this simple act of an easy walk after a meal significantly, that's by 18%, dropped postprandial blood fat concentrations. Well, there was another study that took this science even one step further and looked at the effects of walking before a meal versus walking after a meal. And in this study, 20 minutes of self-paced easy walking done shortly after meal consumption resulted in lower blood glucose levels at the end of exercise compared to values at the same time point when they walked before dinner. In addition, the investigators in that study found that one hour of aerobic exercise performed in a fasted state before dinner didn't have as much of an impact on blood glucose levels as the same exercise routine done two hours after a meal. So what do we know so far? Well, it looks like if you're going to go on a walk at some point in the evening around dinner, you're actually better off doing it after dinner rather than before dinner. And we also know that you get benefits when it's as short as 20 minutes. Although I highly suspect you get benefits from any movement at all after dinner. Well, that same study I just talked about also made an interesting observation about the timing of aerobic exercise around a meal and the effect of blood sugar on this exercise. What they found was that postprandial morning moderate intensity exercise decreases blood sugar levels after a morning meal, but that effect did not persist during or after the following lunch meal. So what that means is that if you exercise in the morning, you're probably going to still want to maintain some kind of low-level physical activity, like let's say a standing or a walking workstation at the office between breakfast and lunch, or just frequent activity breaks between breakfast and lunch, if you want to continue to reap the benefits of a morning exercise session, especially when it comes to blood sugar. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, that study also reported that moderate bicycling exercise after any meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, resulted in a significant decrease in blood glucose levels and that both postprandial, high-intensity exercise, and 
longer bouts of walking, reduced blood glucose levels, and insulin secretion. Now, what this suggests, stay with me here, is that the effect of exercise is related more to total energy expenditure, meaning how many calories you burn in the workout, rather than actual exercise intensity. So what that means is the short duration of an exercise bout they used in this study, which was 20 minutes, could have a greater impact on blood sugar if either the intensity or the duration had been increased, but it doesn't matter what you choose. What that means is after dinner, you could, say, walk two miles really slow or run those two miles really fast and both are going to have a good effect at reducing your blood sugar after that meal. So uh, that's actually backed up by another study that found that longer bouts of exercise after a meal actually produced a greater decrease in glucose and insulin. And that just makes sense. Basically what it means is that the more you exercise after a meal, the bigger effect it's going to have on blood sugar levels. Now, interestingly, the sugar transporters I talked about in the last episode play a big role here. And researchers reported that, open quote, The binding of insulin to its cellular receptors in muscle and adipose tissues recruits GLUT4 transport proteins to the cell surface that facilitates glucose transport. Muscular contractions themselves are known to stimulate glucose transport into muscle cells without the need for insulin through an independent mechanism, but in an additive manner, thereby potentiating the effects of post-meal exercise. In a nutshell, what this means is that when you exercise after a meal, it actually enhances the ability of muscle and fat transporters to get sugar into the place that the sugar needs to be for you to burn it for energy. So what do we know so far from all these studies? Well, we know that an excellent strategy to control blood sugar would be to set a habit of exercising before breakfast, as you learned in the last episode, in a fasted state using either longer aerobic exercise or brief high-intensity exercise, and then, if time permits, to go on an easy 20-60 to minute walk after dinner. Easy enough? Okay, well, I've got one more strategy, so let's just keep on rolling, shall we? This last strategy is, no surprise here, standing. Well, using a standing desk can lower blood sugar levels, and there's research to back it up. Now, remember, this doesn't necessarily mean that, as the study that I just talked about highlights, that standing is going to significantly reduce your blood sugar directly after a meal compared to a walk. But in one study of office workers, standing for 180 minutes after lunch reduced the post-lunch blood sugar spike by 43% compared to sitting for the same amount of time. Interestingly, researchers in that study noted that both groups took the same amount of steps after lunch, indicating that the smaller spike in blood sugar was due to standing rather than additional physical movements around the office. Which means that if you, say, have a sitting workstation but you're getting up for frequent activity breaks, you're actually going to burn far more blood glucose and keep your blood sugar lower if you stand and take frequent activity breaks. 
Now, another office worker study discovered that alternating between standing and sitting every 30 minutes throughout the workday reduced blood sugar spikes by 11.1% on average. And yet another study showed that the harmful effects of sitting after meals with excessive sedentary post-meal time at the office was linked to a whopping 112% greater risk of type 2 diabetes. And that's why I not only recommend a standing or a walking workstation, but also the incorporation of a concept I call greasing the groove. And what that means is that you take certain breaks during the day to elevate your metabolism. For example, I have a pull-up bar installed above the door of my office, and every time I walk under that bar, I have a rule that I have to do five pull-ups. Other examples would be beginning every day with a few minutes of yoga or calisthenics, doing 25 bodyweight squats every time you take a bathroom break, doing 30 burpees at least once or twice a day, doing 100 jumping jacks for every hour that you sit, or taking a cold shower one to three times a day. You get the idea. Even during a day at the office, you don't actually have to work out to be working out or to be controlling blood sugar. It can just come down to frequent little breaks. Now, I know this two-part series has been quite a journey. You've learned why you need to control blood sugar, how sugar can wind up in either fat or muscle, why you should strength train even at low intensities prior to a meal, the benefits of pre-breakfast fasted cardio, the benefits of post-evening meal walking, and the concept of staying active at the office with activities like standing and greasing the groove. Well, if you have more questions about how to control blood sugar with exercise, then I'd highly recommend that you hop on over to facebook.com slash getfitguy and join the conversation over there where there's plenty of people talking every single week about each of the episodes that I release. Now, I also want to tell you about a brand new podcast, and this podcast is put out by the same folks that bring you these fantastic quick and dirty tips episodes. I'm Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.